For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Major League Baseball is underway. The regular season got going just the other week, and the NFL draft is at the end of this month. There's so much to bet on in the sports world. If you want to place a bet on any of the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. So make sure y'all go to betonline.ag, whether it's the play-in for the NBA playoffs, whether it's coming up this weekend, April the 16th, the USFL League, or whether you just want to go with the draft pick at the end of the month. We got a lot going on, but make sure y'all just tune in and watch betonline.ag. And it's really easy to get started. Head over to that website today on your desktop, your mobile device, to join, use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I have two announcements right off the top. A little bit of breaking news this morning here on Believe in Steelers, so we'll get your reaction. I want to start. We now know when the funeral services will be held for late Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins. April the 22nd, the funeral will be held by the Pittsburgh Steelers. The next day on April the 23rd, the Haskins family funeral at Christ Church Rockaway Township in New Jersey. And then on the 24th, there'll be a vigil at Bullis High School in Potomac, Maryland as well. So the services set for Dwayne Haskins. If you missed our discussion honoring the late Dwayne Haskins, tune into our previous episode of Believe in Steelers. I wanted to make sure our listeners and viewers knew about that, Ike. But the breaking news here, your former teammate, Heinz Ward, has a head coaching job in the NFL, along with also former Steelers, cornerback Rod Woodson. So they will be two of the head coaches in the XFL when it launches in 2023. Can't wait. I mean, we everywhere. When you want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and everything we touch, we just find a way to win a championship. I mean, I didn't want a few championships with my 10, 12, 14, U, 9, 7, 0, 7. So everything of Pittsburgh Steelers put their hands on, all we think about is rings. I mean, rings. Take the I out, put the A in. <laughs> I love that, Ike, and I'm excited. I always like when these football leagues launch. I know USFL is going to get started here shortly. Can never get enough football, and that's where we start on today's show, considering we are still about two weeks away from the NFL draft, and today we get to talk about the big uglies up front. That is the offensive line. So if you had the glitz and glam of all the skilled position players, this is not the episode for, for you, but I will say this, Ike. Talking about all the big uglies up front, I think this is going to be our most listened to episode of Believe in Steelers. Let's roll. You call them the big uglies. I call them the big sexes. Because one, one group <laughs> I was close to when I played in the league 
was that offensive line group? It, it was a sense of security. When you walk into a restaurant, when you walk into a club, you had six folks, six, 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 five guys who was two, 200, 290, 340 plus. If anybody said or looked at you wrong, you knew for sure, you knew for sure you had somebody who was Superman size or Hulk size to have your back. So those was the guys I was hanging with when I played. You called them the big uglies. I called them the big sexies. I love it, Ike. And we start with your top lineman in the 2022 draft, and that is Kentucky's Darian Kennard. You talk about a big boy, 6'5", 345 up front. What did you see from what Kennard brings to the table for whichever team is fortunate enough to draft him? A straight up butt kicker, a old school with a new school feel to it, a marquee pouncy kind of guy, a guy who goes past the whistle, uh, one of those guys, something you can't coach. So you really can't coach attitude when it comes to the offensive line. And Coach Townley used to always say, man, I'd rather say, whoa, than sick him. <laughs> and th- this guy right here, you, you got to say, whoa, all the time because it's always a referee when you watch on tape who's trying to break him up with somebody. So he's, mar- he's married to a defensive line. He's married to a linebacker. He's married to anybody who doesn't have his – Anybody who doesn't have his uh his jersey on, but he's married with a bad attitude and bad intentions. And I think a lot of these offensive linemen, they don't have this nasty attitude. This guy has a nasty attitude, smooth on his feet. You can put him at center. You can put him at guard. When it comes down to the offensive tackle position, I think that would be a stretch. But when you're looking for an attitude, when you're looking for a safe pick, you got to go with it. And Ike, he is related to country music legend Dolly Parton. Kennard's aunt is the first cousin to Dolly Parton and the Tennessee native. So some good bloodlines there in terms of, you know, fame within the family. Bloodline. You know, that's that's all that means. If anybody know anything about Dolly Parton, they know she's very successful. Uh, living legend. If anybody who's going to read up and Watch our show and look at Darian Kennard. They're going to know if y'all watch this tape, he will be very successful. He's the kind of attitude. He's the guy you want on the field. He's the guy you want to walk into in the bar. He's the guy who you want to have your, as your security. So for a quarterback who gets Darian Kennard, they're getting a real live security guard. And Ike, do you see Kennard more as a guard or a tackle at the next level at the NFL? Guard. Because I've seen him at, a little bit at both. It, guard. But but the good thing about it is if, you, if you're if you missing a tackle, um, when, you, when you're a GM, if you're a coach, you know you got some kind of athleticism with Kennard uh, at the offensive lineman. Like, hey, so-and-so was hurt. Let me put him at tackle. Even though this might be a stretch for me putting him at tackle, at least he gives us some kind of versatility. But for me, he's a center if you really need him to be, but he's a guard by nature. Got it. Let's go to our next offensive lineman, Ike, and that is Cam Jurgens from Nebraska, a three-year starter for the Cornhuskers. And they ran heavy run system, play action system, 31 career starts at center. So I thought it was interesting. Correct. You're going with two interior linemen off the top, Ike. Hey, that, <laughs> the fastest way to get to the quarterback if he's passing is straight up the middle. So I, I need I need some I need some guys who <laughs> I need some I wish you would kind of guys up the middle. I wish you would run your butt up the middle. 
<laughs> I wish you would try to blitz up the middle. Yeah, Aaron Donald, I wish you would try to get to my quarterback up the middle. But Cam, for me, Jerkins coming from Nebraska, even though we don't say this about offensive linemen, Mark, we talk about cornerbacks being smooth. We talk about wide receivers being smooth coming out their breaks. <laughs> Cam smooth as heck with his feet and his, <laughs> and his hands on the offensive line. So that's, that's what stood out to me. He was never outside his body. He really never overreached. He really never had a false kick step. And by the way, he can be nasty as well, too. So for him, when I saw him, and I'm like, dang, I, when, if I'm evaluating an offensive lineman, it's very rare you say offensive lineman smooth. So I put into consideration, man, I call him a dancing polar bear. Because we all know if you watch anything with the animal planet or Nat Geo, Polar bears are real smooth, even though they can be violent. This is right here, Cam Jerkins from Nebraska. A 492 in the 40, 25 reps on the 225 bench press mm -hmm. as well. Like, let's keep this rolling. And again, you have another interior lineman, Zion Johnson out of Boston College, 6'3", 316. What'd you see from Johnson? Straight power. Straight, straight power. I think he's related to Hulk. That's exactly. So hang on, <laughs> hang on. The, the Hawk or the Hulk, Ike? I just want to make sure we're clarifying for the H-U-L-K. Okay, okay. Yeah, the comic book character. I'm sorry. And you, and you know when the accent come out a little bit, Mark, you know my syllables and my pronunciation, they, it kind of it kind of roll over. But with Zion, man, Zion is uh, probably the most raw, physical, strong, didn't really have to use technique, but once a coach, an NFL coach gets to him, it's a wrap. It's going to be exactly what the coach is looking for. It's going to be, oh, my God, I can't believe you got somebody I can really mold into how I want <clears throat> this offensive alignment to be. So this the interior line, the reason why I'm talking about these interior alignment, Mark, and you're going to get into your offensive tackle and the exterior alignment, but the reason why I'm talking about these interior line because this is what you said. One, they don't get the recognition. They need to. Two, we don't talk about them as much. We talk about everything outside the perimeter. We talk about edge rushers, rushers. We talk about corners. We talk about receivers. The only way a team is going to be successful is if they have some good interior guys. So I say, you know what? Let me do myself a solid. Let me do myself a favor and talk about these guys. And Zion Johnson from Boston College, by far, I think he's one of the top first rounders that can come out of the NFL draft. And Ike, this is where I will flex your credentials as well. I know you're very prideful, but you played 12 years for the Steelers, but your team does not have the level of success if not for a player like, I don't know, hmm, Hall of Famer Alan Fanica. So when you say things like that, it resonates more with me given how your Steelers teams had success when you were a player. You got to look at it, Mark. So we're talking about pouncy he probably go to the Hall of Fame. Allen, already in the Hall of Fame. De Castro, David DeCastro coming from Stanford, was, was the offensive lineman for us. It's going to be an argument to where he can go to the Hall of Fame. Um, so when I look at guys who I played with from, from the offensive line standpoint, I knew exactly what I was looking for. I knew the mindset. I knew the mentality. These guys were nasty, nasty in a good way. Like, nasty. These guys go beyond the whistle. High IQ. Alan Fanica had a high, high IQ. I still remember when I was my second year, I was coming off of a cat blitz, and I didn't show it at all in training camp. 
Alephanica, which his nickname was Red because he had red hair. We used to call him Red. Red saw me without even step. Corner cat blitz, corner cat blitz. And in my head, I'm saying, how the hell he see me 15 yards away? I'm coming from the outside of the numbers. I haven't even stepped foot to try to get to the inside. So when you look at offensive linemen like that, that's what I'm looking at as an interior. Same way as Alephanica. You know, Alephanica, he could have played anywhere on the line other than center, I thought. But at the same time, man, it was just the versatility that he gave us. And I can go on and on about a, the great offensive linemen we had, but you already know, man, they say the Pittsburgh Steelers in general have too many guys in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. I, they're going to need, like, it's – you mentioned David DeCastro. I mean, look at all of the Pro Bowls and all pro selections of just the three players we just named. Correct. But this is why I want anyone who comes across this show on YouTube, who is listening to this show, where it's like, well, why are they talking about offensive line? What do they know about offensive line? Someone who's seen it firsthand. So that's what Correct. I wanted to establish there. Zion Johnson, though, 32 reps on the 225 bench. So you mentioned Hulk strength, Ike. That's where it comes from. And that's just one measure of that. But 32 reps on 225 bench, that is... That's pretty... <laughs> it's baby weight, Ike. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yes, sir. We will go to your next offensive lineman, another guard, Luke Gadecki out of Central Michigan, 26 bench reps. Now, this was a tight end turned tackle to now Correct. his landing spot in the NFL will probably be guard just considering he's not quite as big as you would want to be for an offensive tackle in this league, but a very, very good run blocker. And I like, like some of these other players, he's played along multiple positions along the offensive line. That's what I noticed from Gadecki. What did you see Ike Taylor? Gadecki showed me, man, he's able to balance. He's able to move up to the second level probably better than anybody in this draft. And if you have a running game, uh, if you have a running game and you want guys to be able to be versatile and, you know, able to chip and move up to the second, maybe third level, this is Gadecki coming out of Central Michigan. This is what I do like about Luke, Mark, a zero star coming out of high school. So I'm a zero star as a tight end coming out of high school. I worked my butt off, and now I'm going to be maybe a first or second round draft pick in the 2022 draft. That says a lot. But for me, it was just the balance of him. It was the balance on moving to the second or third level, which nowadays a lot of a lot of offensive linemen they can't do, especially in that interior. So to be able to have a guy who you don't need to use him as a tight end, you don't need to bring a tight end to chip, you don't need your, uh, your running back coming out of the backfield to chip, you have a guy who can make it to the – second and third level. This guy right here possesses a lot of versatility for offensive coordinator, especially the offensive line coach. Yeah, and at least the scouting reports I've read, the reason why he will move to guard, a little bit shorter arms than you would want for a tackle. That's not to say he couldn't play tackle in a pinch, but again, tight end to tackle, then now he'll likely play guard at the NFL level. We'll keep this rolling. I keeping it in the Midwest too. I was Tyler Linderbaum. And I'll say this about Linderbaum and with all of these offensive linemen, if you know who their star skill position players are, that's a good indication that they did a great job clearing and paving the way at the college level. Tyler Goodson of Iowa was one of the best running backs in the Big Ten in the 2021 season. A lot of that had to do with Linderbaum up front and then the zone blocking run scheme that the Hawkeyes run. So he's my best zone blocker. 
I mean, get out of my head, Mark, for real. For me, <laughs> my best zone scheme blocker. Uh, rated high pretty much out of everybody when it came down to zone blocking. Uh, to be able to zone block, you got to have some kind of vers- versatility. You got to have a lot of technique because your head has to get across a defensive line or a defensive end body, and it's hard to do that. So when I looked at him, I looked at uh, uh, a technician. You know, there, there's not too much you need to coach this guy, Tyler Linderbaum, coming from Iowa. When you, when you look at Iowa, when you look at Wisconsin, when you look at these Midwest teams, you're talking about guys who like to run the ball. And believe me, when he get drafted, he's going to get drafted to a cold-weather team, and he played dirty and nasty as, dirty and nasty as well, but all in a good way. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a technician. So when you want to get a technician, he's not as athletic as the guys we named. I don't think he can play guard, center, and tackle as the guys we named before him. But when you want to talk about somebody who can come in right now, have an impact, and already know what he needs to do, run blocking scheme. Now, it is the pass blocking scheme. I think he does probably would need help in the inside. But if he, if he goes to a team where they just want to run the ball like a Tennessee Titan kind of team, he would surely fit in perfect. All-American in the 2021 season also awarded the Remington Trophy given to the nation's top center. Also a high school wrestler, and here's why that matters. In high school, he was the Iowa State champion, and he also pinned now all-pro Buccaneers tackle Tristan Wirfs in a matchup when he was a junior in high school, Ike. So it comes from a wrestling background. That only helps you on the interior, I can assure you. It's, it's balance. When you get a, a guy like Tyler Lindenbaum, you're getting a balanced guy. Um, you get a guy who knows how to work. Now, I don't think people understand how hard and what you got to put into to wrestle. First of all, you got to play dang near 30 to 40, 40 pounds below your weight in wrestling. And you want to talk about the warm-up. The warm-up might be two miles after you get done doing what you need to do inside the gym. You got to do another <laughs> You got to do another finish two miles. So this guy has, when I talk about technician and discipline, this is why I'm talking about Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. Okay, Ike, we're going to get into my picks now because Let's go, I, love, I love the interior love. I love the interior love, but there are some offensive tackles we need to give love to as well. Okay. And I want to start with Iki Ikwanu from NC State. And the more I read about Iki, the more I fell in love. 493 in the 40, 64, 310, 29 inch vertical jump, nine foot broad jump, a three year starter at NC State. And Ike, the Wolf Pack, every time one of their offensive linemen gets a pancake block, they award that lineman with a bottle of maple syrup. And with Icky, he could operate an entire chain of Waffle Houses, Denny's, and IHOP, all three with the amount of pancake blocks that he had. This is a violent blocker. And Ike, you mentioned with Gadecki how you thought he was the best along the offensive line at getting to the uh-huh. second level. I think it's Icky from a tackle standpoint, the way he was able to get to the second and third level of defenses. He's nasty. He does not allow he does not allow sacks. Whichever team drafts him in the first round is going to get heck of an offensive lineman. He was my favorite lineman in the entire draft. Had to show some love to the NC State product. No, what, what, what I loved about Icky was his shot once he put his hands on the defender. You know, once he put his hands on you, there, there wasn't no stalemate. It was like a sonic mode. And I don't know if anybody know anything about Street Fighter, but if you watch Gully, the guy, and he used to whip that sonic boom coming out of him, that's exactly what it 
shows when <laughs> I love that too. I, I read a, a full ESPN profile on uh, Iquanu, and this was a direct quote. And this is what quote he says: "Quote whoever is in front of me, I just want to bury him." I love that mentality from an offensive lineman. Like, let's roll. This is a guy I'm going to war with, Ike. Yes, I mean, with, uh, all you really, all you really need to do now as a coach is just coach technique. Like. You can't coach attitude and heart. You can try to give a guy attitude and heart, but if you got to give a guy attitude and heart playing football, it's basically a loss for you. So for a guy to already have the will and the want and to put the sonic boom on guys, man, it's going to be fun coaching Icky for NC State. Really quickly, before we go to our next player as well, comes from a great family background. He had a fraternal twin who played at Notre Dame as well. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this too, like this was a player, six four three ten, ran the anchor leg for his high school relay team. And I mentioned getting to the second level of defenses. He had multiple plays where he had plays where he had multiple pancake blocks on a mm -hmm. single play. So that level of dominance to me is just what really, really stuck out. And again, whichever team drafts him, they're going to get a tremendous player. Let's go to Evan Neal from Alabama, though, Ike. And you know I love my SEC football. Neal out of Alabama played all along the offensive line throughout his career. So he played 13 games at left guard, 12 games at right tackle in 2020. This past season played 14 games at the left tackle position. He's an absolute freak. Box jumps 48 inches, bench presses 475 pounds, and squats 650, 6'8", 337. This is a mountain of a man. And Evan Neal, wherever he goes, I think is going to keep his quarterback upright for the next decade plus. He might be the first offensive tackle, the first offensive lineman, I'm sorry, taking off the draft. And you said it, a 48-inch vertical box jump, um, squatting over 600-plus pounds, Play Dana every position other than the center position. And if you really, if you really ask him to, he'll probably be. If you don't ask him, I'm sorry, Evan will probably be mad. He'll be like, Coach, why you ain't trying to me out at the center position as well? <laughs> That's just his attitude. That's just his personality. That's just his freakish nature when it comes I, uh, down to ability. Sorry, Ike, I lost you there for a second. Are you? Do I still have you? Yeah, you got me. You can hear me. Yes, yes. Um, I, we mentioned earlier how some of the skill position players really shine and stand out with some right. of the other linemen that we mentioned in this discussion. Bryce Young doesn't win the Heisman Trophy in the 2021 season without Neil. We're not talking about Jamison Williams, one of the top receivers who's going to be selected in the 2022 draft. How about the 2020 season when Devonta Smith wins the Heisman Trophy Award. You got to give credit to the guys up front, and Evan Neal certainly was part of that for the Alabama Crimson Tide for the last three seasons. Yeah, and what really impressed you was watching his tape and seeing how many multiple positions he can play, Evan Neal. But then when you look at him, you're like, okay, does it translate? And then when, when you look at this off the field, his, uh, his workout ability, you're like, dang, man, 6'8", you know, 300-something pounds, he box jumping 48 inches. He squatting over 600-some pounds when it comes down to it. So he's a weight room warrior that can translate everything over to the field. 
that's a bonus plus a bonus plus a bonus. So all he needs to do is stay healthy. I'm sure he'll see over $400 million mark. Three sacks in three seasons. That's it. So (laughs) especially in the SEC as well, it's not like you're going up against, you know, inferior competition. So correct. Again, that's Evan Neal out of Alabama. Another SEC guy like Charles Cross out of Mississippi State, 6'5", mm-hmm. 307, a 495 in the 40, 26-inch vertical jump, 9-foot, 4-inch broad jump, 22 starts. And what I liked about Cross as well is, remember, Mike Leach came in as the head coach at Mississippi State. So he had multiple coaches there during his tenure and Leach runs the type of offensive scheme he runs, runs very, very wide splits for his offensive line. So it's you're kind of on an island from an offensive tackle standpoint. And so there's times he was a little bit susceptible <clears throat> to the counter moves on the inside, but he shored things up and played better and better the more and more he played. That's what I noticed from Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Hey, my name is Charles Cross. I don't play corner, but I'm good at space. That's all he really needs to say. To for two seasons to play over twelve hundred snaps, um, and to be able to do what he did in a short amount of time, it says a lot about Charles Cross. It says a lot about his confidence. It says a lot about his technique. And you hit it on the head. The way uh, Coach Mike Mike least likes to run his offense, he's a passing kind of offensive coordinator. And he likes his guys in space, and I'm sure for offensive alignment, that's very uncomfortable because they're so big, so they're used to be they're, – they're used to having somebody on long side of them, not with Charles Cross. Charles Cross said, Coach, even though this corner can play on the island, you put me on the offensive line, I can play on the island just as well as any corner. So Charles Cross is one of those guys I thought has the best pass protection, Mark. Yeah, and like you said, the 1,200-plus snaps, that was an FBS best so that shows you how much Mississippi State's thrown the last few seasons. Again, a product of Mike Leach's scheme there. We have two other prospects we want to make mention of, one of them being Tyler Smith out of Tulsa, Ike. I know you wanted to make sure we mentioned Smith. What did you Correct. see from him? Savvy, smooth, uh, a little bit of work. But, you know, we, we got to give we got to give these guys some uh, – and Tulsa really don't – we really don't see Tulsa as much, but – Mark, I'm telling you, I think this offensive line group, including Tyler Smith, is probably the deepest, the most athletic I didn't see in years when it comes down to it. These guys who are coming out, um, Tyler Smith and the rest of these guys we're talking about with the offensive line, they can play multiple positions, which is hard to do. And now the way the NFL is going, you know, you're getting these edge rushers, edge rushers who all they want to do is get to the quarterback you got to have offensive linemen who are not scared uh, to play in space. And that's what's showing – that's what keep popping up to me on tape, man. You're getting guys who are – put them in an uncomfortable situation as an offensive lineman, and they're comfortable. Yes, sir. And there was one more from Wake Forest. I believe it's Zach Tom as well, Ike. I want to make, make sure we're giving all the love to right. the guys that paved the way and make – the skill position players look good. Zach Tom out of Wake Forest, I believe I have that right, Ike. No, he uh, no, that, that, that's right. Zach Zach Tom for me played guard center, so he's another one of these interior guys. Uh, we talking about offense alignment, and they use the word in the NFL like mirroring or shadowing a defense line, a defense uh, tackle. 
And that's exactly what he does well. He keeps his body balanced in front of him. So that's just telling me he got good technique. But Zach Tom from Wake Forest, another guy who's going to go in the top two rounds. Ike, I believe that's a full podcast. We talked about a lot of the different linemen. I'm excited because next week we move to the defensive side of the football. You go from the hunted to the hunter. So I'm really excited to continue our discussion about some of the top prospects in the 2022 draft. But I always love doing this because we're talking about this now in April, but when the regular season kicks off in September, in October and November, and some of these rookies start to develop, start to play, start to get more confident as rookies, we already know about who some of the top players will be because of these discussions now. So I'm excited to continue this conversation with you next week, Ike. Hey, that's, this is what we do. This is a fun, this is probably one of my best times of the NFL season, uh, doing this uh, scouting and doing this with you on the Believe Network. Shout out to betonline.ag. Shout out to Brinks TV, Miss Courtney Hakuni. Huge shout out to my dog, Mark Bergen. And Ike, we're going to keep this thing rolling between now and the 2022 draft, which kicks off the first round, April the 28th. So we are almost there, a little bit more than two weeks away. I'll go ahead and sign off for the both of us here, Ike. Appreciate the shout out and appreciate the listeners and the viewers for tuning in, making us a part of their day. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We will see you next week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.